This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, who with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. The MSBOC, of, or uh, Mississippi State Board of Contractors, is responsible for re- regulating and licensing contractors here in the state of Mississippi. Joining us today is Executive Director of the MSBOC, Stephanie Lee, to talk about the importance of hiring a licensed contractor and you can join the conversation with us this morning send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org and and after a couple of weeks uh pam out on the big party boat uh, pam is back <laughs> barely <laughs> i see her over there but i'm not sure she can yeah, see us i almost brought here. my pillow and blanket i was gonna sleep through the show <laughs> <laughs> that's fine you just wait for the questions we'll okay, tap you when yeah, we need you yeah Ta- uh, like punch me if i need Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so uh, a big day here. We, you know, of course, we did the home show then in Pan. Why were you gone? My gosh, the world broke loose in Mississippi. You would not believe. Uh, I, I know that you were gone and and you were out of pocket, but boy, we had some weather events that just shook the world. You know, and speaking of shaking the world, I w- I was in France. Uh-huh. I was did did some hiking in Spain and France. Uh-huh. And um, I was with a friend of mine from Arkansas, uh-huh. and it seemed like those two states just got pummeled. pummeled. Yes, yeah, Mississippi right. and Arkansas got pummeled, and sure so did. she, we were both getting text messages, mm-hmm. and um, and of course the world news was covering it. Oh yes, so we were able to see all of those things and stayed in touch with folks. But yeah, it was it was devastating. Did you see coverage ever on TV in France? Well, we never turned a TV on. That oh, okay, we didn't yeah. go. I didn't go to Europe to watch television. Right, so no, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I never yeah. turned it on but social media yeah okay. yeah they were they were kind of letting us know what was going on and um it, it was just interesting, interesting watching it from the world perspective right. you know on rolling fork and then north little rock right the coverage that that it got unfortunately those those folks really had some pretty significant damage and loss of life well luckily luckily we're going to get to talk to somebody that's got to do with that today last week um if you if you didn't hear it last week and if you want to listen back by podcast it's a good shot uh mike cheney insurance commissioner for the state of mississippi was in last week to talk about uh, insurance and what to do when these uh, uh, when these storms come through and and how to deal with that when it comes to your insurance and the claims and that sort of thing. So if there's something that you if you that you need to hear from Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, go back and listen to last week's podcast. All right, uh, you know we are welcoming Jeff. I'm, I'm glad you could come back today too. We've got lots of stuff to uh, to to go to, to hit upon today. And one thing before we go to uh, Stephanie, one thing I wanted to talk about, a question we got on our email this past week. Uh, we were talking, Jeff, last week about the return on investment on some of the things mm-hmm. you could do around your home that would give you the most return on investment. And the biggest thing on the list we found, I went back and looked again, was the garage door. 
Yeah. It ended up being a garage yeah. door. The, the largest return on investment for your home, like if you wanted to turn around, is a garage door. So so we got a question from a listener that said, uh, this is from Paula. She said, hey, do vinyl windows have a good return on investment? I, I You know what? I'm going to let the pros go at it, and then I'm going to tell you what Google told me. I personally think a good virgin vinyl window is your best value. Okay. Now, listen to what I just said. Value. Best value. Right. There are some neighborhoods that require metal clad, wood clad, right. you know, nicer window, uh-huh. but not as good a value. Okay. Pam? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had an experience with Doug Rye several years, well, 20 years, about 20, 25 years ago, and this was the guy from Arkansas, and they called him the Talk of Caulk. And he was real big into energy efficiency. And, of course, I come from that perspective. Right. What's the thing that's going to help me be most comfortable in my home? Uh And I asked him about, I have single pane. My house was built in 1958. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I raised my hand in the class and asked, should I go ahead and replace all my windows? Mm -hmm. And his response was no. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he and he gave me some suggestions from an energy efficiency perspective that I was able to go back in and do and have found and found it to be very successful. Right. Now, if I wanted to go back in and rep- I would do it, what um, Jeff was saying, I, right. would, I would just get a good value on a good double, right. you know, double pane window. You have to be careful with these, because if you get a cheap Double pane. That's right. You're going to lose the seal and be looking through yeah. a fog when you look outside. Well, in this in this instance, they were speaking mainly about the the value to the home. So, like, if you put, if I wanted to, and, and, and to kind of make this a one to one comparison for folks, so so to make this make sense, if I were to buy, say, ten thousand dollars worth of brand new windows for my home, and then I went to sell my home. I should not expect $10,000 back from that. Correct. Now, what they did say is on the, um, on the, uh, hang on, Jeff, there you go. Uh, on the garage door is that you can replace the garage door and you'll get that back in the sale of your home. That will come back to you automatically. What they said online, vinyl windows, do they have a good ROI? Window stores and window sellers say that you can uh, get up to 85% return on investment with that if you sell your home. The uh, What's the reality? <laughs> Costversusvalue.com and Forbes.com and a whole bunch of others say 68% is about what you get for that. Yeah. So if you put ten grand in, you're going to get about $6,800 back. Right, so, right. So it's not a full one-to-one investment, and that's what people are asking. So if I put in this $100 sink, do I put another $100 onto my, uh, onto my cost? And that's not always... Now, Correct. Now, there's one other thing I want you to think about with those with those figures, which which I like them. Mm-hmm. You know, 70 percent return right. is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, um, real world, I've got two houses for sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Side by side, same money, same same everything. Right. One has new windows. One does not. Which which one are you buying? Not even a question. Okay, there you go. So right. so if you take if you take time versus money, 
in the equation. Mm -hmm. The one with the new windows makes more sense because now I don't have that house note. I've stopped my interest. I've sold my house. I have 65% return on my new windows, and my neighbor's still sitting there, and the house isn't sold. All right. That's a great way to say it. Well, if that's your motivator. Yeah, right. And And, like you you said. If that's your motivator. But if you, you, uh, a lot of us, and and I mean this. Well, no, value should always be the motivator. Yes, because a lot of us don't buy a home to sell. We buy it to live in. To live in it. Uh, So so you get the, the, the window that you want to get for like say when you say get a, a, a virgin vinyl window for me what that sound says is energy cost savings is that's what i hear because i've lived in my home for 20 years right you know and right. i'm not thinking right. of selling right. it so it's, it's energy cost savings so you, you got to go back you, to what your motivator is right you, you know, know uh, i mean if you want to do it because you're going to think you're going to get more or it's going to sell quicker that's a great motivator but if your motivator is I need three bedroom and two bath instead of right. you know four bedroom and one bath. What's now, what's your motivator? You know, Doug 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 Rye also does not believe in tankless water heaters. Doug wanted a tanked right water heater. Right. And now, I don't think he's still alive, is he? No, he, okay. he's, yeah. he's yeah. just yeah. just yeah. Met, met him at the mount. At the top of Mount Water Heater and arm wrestled him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's in, and it just depends on what you're, you know, where you're coming from, whatever you're looking for. I remember why he told me that. Yeah, I'd be interested to but know. But he did. He said, he said, no, we, we, meaning his, because Group. he was the one that wanted to encapsulate the entire envelope. Right. right. Yeah, he, he wanted he to seal it he up. He didn't want insulation on your sheetrock. No, sealer. he wanted a, a, a full envelope yeah. sealer. And, you know, I've heard there are also some really very high-efficient tank uh, tanked heaters that right. are gas and electric that if you run the numbers— they're really more efficient. Well, that's what he was saying. Than the tankless, right. they are, but they cost like five times as yeah. much. Yeah. Boy, you can tell we've not been together in a couple of weeks here. It. We just we cannot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we okay. just want to keep going. All right, yeah, look, next topic, hey, Jonna. <laughs> you got to keep rains on us today. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And you can join the conversation. This morning, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Now, last week, we talked with State Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney, who talked about the insurance side of the rebuilding process and the big cleanup and rebuilding process for everyone affected by the tornadoes on March 24th. And hiring a contractor is a big deal about this. And so because of that, we're now going to welcome the executive director of the Mississippi State Board of Contractors, Stephanie Lee. Uh, Stephanie, you with us? I am here. Thank you for having me on. Yes, and I would like to mention that that uh, uh, Pam, to you remember when we had uh, National Women's Day, and you know that was a big day here for Women you? in Construction Day. Yeah, was that it? Well, Stephanie was the very first president of the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. Very first Executive female director. Female. Female. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying she to get that right in my head. the very first president. No, the first president ever. No, the first female president. <laughs> yeah, right, congratulations. So, uh, I boggled yeah, your you. introduction. Sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> so tell us how you came to be that person. 
Well, I uh, worked for the board, served as legal counsel as a special assistant attorney general. I was assigned to this agency from the Mississippi Attorney General's Office, and I served in that role as legal counsel for four years. And when the previous executive director left, the board asked me would I consider um, moving over and taking the role of executive director, and I've been serving in that role since 2012. Oh, wow. Look at you. That's been a minute. Good for you. So this is this is a big moment right here. And we have these uh, these kind of big moments uh, a couple of times a year here in Mississippi. And I know you've been talking about this, you know, for at least a week without stop. But, um, you know, last week was was a history maker, unfortunately, for us here in Mississippi. Uh, tell us how you guys have been affected. Uh, MSBOC, where why does your phone start ringing? Well, anytime the disaster hits the state, um, first of all, uh, let me just say a little bit about the board. We are the contracting authority for the state of Mississippi. So most construction projects require um, uh, a contractor's license that is issued by this agency. And so anytime a disaster strikes, uh, then we are working with individuals in those affected areas. Uh, to, one, to help the individuals um, and warn them about common scams that occur after disasters, try to help consumers not be taken advantage of by unlicensed or uh, fraudulent uh, individuals looking to take advantage of them while they're in a vulnerable position. And then we also work with contractors um, in those areas to make sure that they're in compliance. Right. You know, I, this is this is a really big moment right now. And people are kind of scared and they're worried about a million different things in the areas that are affected. And, and, and you can only take so much at a time. So uh, I'm, I'm sitting there next to the rubble that is my home and contractor A walks up. And how can I find out if my contractor is MSBOC certified? How do I know if that person is for real? Um, well, we have a search contractor feature on our website, so they can use um, that feature from the uh, MSBOC website to check to see if the contractor they're talking to has a state license. Now, do I look um, for the also, person? I'm sorry. Do I look for, like, the company they're from or the person I'm talking to, or what? what am I looking for? It will search by either the company name. If they give you a license number, um, you can check by the license number. If you oh. have an individual's name, uh, you can check by the name. Uh, if you don't find it listed on our website, then you can always reach out to us, um, and we can help you search for that um, in case you know there's a, you, you know there's an issue maybe with spelling or maybe you're not spelling it correctly or right. or just not sure about why it's not coming up. Okay. Okay. Good deal. So um, I can do that. And that's like an online thing, right? Quickly. Yes, that's online. Um, and then, of course, they can always call our office and we'll be glad to help them with that um, and help them search it uh, and give them information if we have information about a particular contractor. Right. You know, uh, we say this uh, at least every week, the name of your website, because it bears saying because it, it has a funny last name. Uh, it's msboc, not .com, .us. And that's yeah. very important. So msboc.us. That's the that's the website you will go to to check out the contractors. You correct? can always Google that. Too. Just Google Mississippi Board of Contractors, and it'll 
it'll send you it'll there. pop up yeah it'll that's pop right. up it's, that's much simpler it's than so what much I did. easier than trying to <laughs> uh, trying to you know mr google helps me all the time <laughs> all right fine uh, so okay uh are, are there like warranties what kind of warranties or guarantees anything like that does msboc certified contractors offer for their work is there anything like that now we're the licensing agency, so we don't we don't do warranties. But contractors, like I said, most construction projects in the state of Mississippi require a state license. Um, so um, for residential, for instance, uh, any additions, improvements, repairs to a residence over ten thousand that requires a state uh, license. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, and then new construction, uh, fifty thousand and up requires a state license. So you want to check if you're doing uh, jobs over those amounts, uh, mm-hmm. you want to check and make sure that your contractor is properly licensed. Now, with that license, you know that they've been vetted through our agency to make sure that they're properly registered to do business in Mississippi, that they've provided proof of general liability insurance. Um, they've demonstrated at least minimum competency by passing, you know, uh, two written examinations. Right. Um, so you get you get that from checking uh, to make sure that your contractor is properly licensed. Good, good. And um, are there any specific permits or licenses required for storm damage repair? Now, the permits is through, that's on the local level through your right. city and counties, um, and it varies from city to city and county to county. But we do always encourage uh, individuals when they're checking the contractor's license and verifying that they have the proper state license, we encourage them to make sure they're checking on the local level as well to make sure that they've properly pulled the permits and they're asking for the appropriate inspections. Okay. Stephanie, uh, can I ask you a question? Because we talked about this a little while ago. What, in, in your experience, are the, some of the scams that you see that occur after a storm? Yeah, so good question, Pam, and thanks for bringing that up. So one of the things um, you talked earlier about the total devastation and people sometimes are just looking at the rubble and don't know what to do. The first thing homeowners typically want to do is just rush to put all the pieces back together, and I completely understand that. But we do caution consumers not to rush into the into repairs to take their time, make sure you're properly vetting your contractor, make sure you're getting... Um, uh, references and checking those references. A lot of the scams that we see after a disaster is uh, fly-by-night individuals moving into the area looking to take uh, advantage of consumers when they're in a vulnerable position. A lot of times they'll tell you, if you, you know, give me cash up front, I'll get to your job first, or um, I need you know, some cash up front to go buy the materials, um, and then they'll take off with your money and they never return. So we always caution against not rushing into repairs um, and, and, and don't give cash up front um, and, and ask for their credentials. Ask for proof of their insurance and then go the extra step and call and verify that that's valid. And I tell people all the time, um, and Jeff, I think you would echo this, properly licensed contractors are not offended when homeowners ask for those credentials. In fact, most of them will encourage you to follow up on them and check and make sure that they are valid. That's yeah, a great yes, thing to say. Absolutely. So, so if they if they take a step back when you ask for that certification, that may be a red flag. Yeah. Yes, that so. definitely would be a red flag. And, and two, one, one thing I will, I will add uh, to what Stephanie's been telling us, 
I know we're going to have some out-of-town contractors, and mm-hmm. we talked about this the other day. We're going to have out-of-town contractors coming to, to Rolling Fork. Now, Mississippi does reciprocate with, with other states, so check and make sure, yeah, I'm licensed in Illinois. Well, make sure we check with Stephanie's office. Does, does Mississippi recognize that? Right. So, okay. and if, if not, then you are working with an unlicensed contractor in the state of Mississippi. So you're saying that there are states that we do work with and those that we don't? Yes, yes. Okay. So. And another yeah, thing and that... Follow up on that and make sure that, uh, that it's clear. Just because we have a reciprocity agreement with other states, those contractors are still required to contact our agency submit their appropriate paperwork and obtain their Mississippi license. So um, even if we have an agreement with the other state, hmm. that waive, that can waive their trade exam, they still need to make sure they're filing their paperwork with us, their insurance, their application, and that they oh, have that, okay. all those things in place. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of times contractors will tell you, oh, I'm licensed in Alabama, Mississippi reciprocates with Alabama. I don't have to have a Mississippi license. That's not true. They still have to have their Mississippi license and i'd like to make a suggestion yeah (laughs) and 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 it's just because i've been doing this for a really long time i had a client a couple of months ago who had a tree fall on their house okay so they had to move out it was a significant damage they used the contractor that the insurance company suggested when they moved back in the roof leaked and then the roof leaked and then the roof leaked bummer And so they called us. Now, they've already paid this contractor, okay? So the contractor's gone. And they call us, and we got up there and started looking at some of the work that was done. And while repairing the roof, they did not brace it correctly, and they crushed every bit of the air conditioning ductwork. Yikes. (laughs) And then we, the the leaks around the roof, I mean, they had put on this new roof, and it was pretty much all done wrong. Hmm. So I would make the suggestion that before you have that final draw, hire a third-party independent inspector to come in and take a look hmm. at what has been done and get you some type of a report, and then pay make that final payment because if you make that final payment Mm -hmm. and they go away right then you're never going to get them back well and that's something we mentioned on the show last week is that when you use if you find the local contractors uh you know they're they're not going away they're 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 right here they live with us so yeah but they're good they're on the next house i like i like what pam is 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 saying about hire that independent inspector prior to the last payment but i want to want to caveat this because i can see the next argument uh-huh um okay well we we paid the independent inspector three hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh who, who's gonna pay for that 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 that's up for your security your own personal it, it, security yeah and what i'm so. saying that needs to be covered up front right Opposed okay. to at the back end, exactly. Right. Because yes. now your your job cost went. If it's ten thousand dollar job, it went ten thousand dollars and three hundred. Right. You know the um, and so. that's a great point. In this particular situation, the insurance company actually paid for us to come back. Right. In its back right. Of course. Because it was so. negotiating. You know, sure. 
Sure. I ju- I'm just suggesting talk about that up front. Maybe the contractor and the homeowner share the expense. Maybe the contractor pays for it. Homeowner pays for it. Nevertheless, talk about it up front. Well, and I was going yeah. to ask Stephanie, how can I confirm that an MSBOC certified contractor has completed the work to the required standards? What do you think? Yeah, so... so there's a couple of different uh, things on that. So if they're, if you're in a city or county where they do inspections, then they should be coming out and inspecting the work. A lot of people are surprised to learn that there's a lot of cities and counties in Mississippi that don't do inspections of the work. So in that, if you're in one of those areas where the city or county doesn't come and inspect it, you may have to hire an independent. You may not have any choice but to hire an independent inspector to come out and check on that. For Boy, you. that's spooky. Um, but well, to Jeff's point, yeah. I want to follow up real quick. Um, when you're talking about uh, those details, that's important. It's very important to make sure that you have a written contract that's specifying what work is to be performed, the cost, the draw schedule, so that all that's specified, if an issue comes up, you have that in writing as to who's responsible for what. It's very difficult uh, when you're operating off of just some oral agreement or handshake uh, inevitably, yeah. uh, people have different expectations, and then, you know, the, the homeowner thinks the contractor was supposed to do it. The contractor says, no, I wasn't. Right. So, take yourself, both the homeowner and the contractor, by making sure you get all those details in writing up front. Well, let me ask you, Stephanie, what should uh, a homeowner do if they have concerns or issues with the work being done by an MSBOC certified contractor? So we like, do have a complaint process, and they can contact our agency um, and file a complaint. Um, we have investigators that operate all over the state. Um, uh, but, the, but to start that process would be to contact us by filing that complaint so we can get someone assigned to it. All right. Good deal. Uh, and that, by the way, that that really negative process that you hate to hear about is the reason why you, you want to hire somebody that's certified because because you can have that. Well, you know, from a contractor standpoint, and I, I, I've hired Pam before. Uh-huh. Hey, Pam, I want you to come look at our work, mm-hmm. write a report, and give that report to the homeowner. Right. It. Right. It. I, I like it. I, right. I welcome it. It's. It's. Uh, we haven't spent a lot of money. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody. True. Everybody is comfortable at that point, and you can do it in stages. I've. I've had Pam come out in stages. Pam, I want you to come look at this. We were working on a job uh, where there where there was not inspections, and the homeowner was asking me, "Well, is this right? Is this right? Is this right?" And I said, "You know what? Let's call Pam." Huh? Interesting. Good. So, yeah, and what I loved about that, and in, in any other any project, and that's the reason I like working with contractors. You know, they, they sometimes they get their panties in a wad, and they don't like me. But if they'll work with me, Jeff is such a great educator. So I'll go on to a job site and I'll go, well, this doesn't look particularly right. What? Tell me your reasoning for doing it this way. Hmm, okay. And then it becomes a right. conversation. Right. And then and then and then we talk about it. And then we I, talk about it. I think we can all agree there's more than one way to do something. Exactly. Yes. So exactly. Yeah. And there's common sense. There is actually the codes are the minimum. That's right. They are the minimum requirements. But if you want something that is, you know, and we talk about this all the time, you can give me a code that was written up in New York, and I'll go, don't you dare do that down here. <laughs> right. 
Well, uh, Stephanie, are there any final words that we need to hear or that there or that people that that felt that disaster need to hear before uh, we leave you today? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, for the most part, uh, we Mississippi has good licensed contractors that do good work in Mississippi. Unfortunately, there are a few bad apples, you know, that, you know, can taint that reputation. So just to protect yourself for most homeowners, their home is their biggest investment. Make sure, one, check, make sure that your contractor is properly licensed. Call and verify that they are. Verify their insurance. Don't rush into those repairs. Um, and again, you know, don't pay cash up front and, um, you know, get those details in writing to help protect yourself. And if they have any issues, then they can always contact our office and uh, we'll be glad, you know, to assist them. Here's your last shot at a plug. So what is that website and phone number? Our website, again, is uh, msboc.us. That's just the initials for Mississippi State Board of Contractors, .us. And our phone number is 800-880-6161. All right. There you go. Thank you, Stephanie. I appreciate it so, so much. And uh, uh, Liz and Moselle, I promise you we're going to come to you in just a moment on the phone waiting. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, if you could see her today, leaning on her. On our arm. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah. The licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app, which you can now use also if you open the MPB public media app. And if you go to the menu and talk to us, you can send Fix It 101 a question via audio, video, any way you want to do that. So give it a whirl, the MPB public media app. All right. On the phone right now. In uh, Java, who do we have on the phone right now? We have the wonderful Liz from Moselle. Hey, Liz, what's going on? Hi, this is the wonderful Liz, who who is ashamed to admit she has termites. Mm. Oh no, no, no! Don't be ashamed to admit you have termites. You did you did you take the termites from another home and put them in your home? <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy! Yeah. There, there, I'll tell you what. There is a falling down house. It's out in the country, so I can't see it, but it's right next to me, and I am sure it is full of termites, and they probably just wandered over from there. Yeah, they'll fly over when they swarm. I'm in the woods woods anyway, so, you know, they're going to be around. So, my question is... I, I knocked the uh, the little tubes up, you know, that they make to get from the ground up into the, to the wood, and I, I knocked those off, and I had to knock knock it off three times. They kept building it back, but if I keep that thing knocked off, they'll die, right? I mean, I I won't need. Do, do I need to call the termite man? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, man. Yes, yeah. yes, ma'am. You do. Yeah, well, if they're building tunnels, subterranean termites need moisture, mud, and then something to chew on. 
Right. Okay, because they're going to build a mud tunnel. They cannot exist outside the mud tunnel except when they swarm, and we have just entered swarming season. Oh, really? They usually swarm 65 degrees, consistent 65 degrees, and then they'll start swarming, and then they'll get in the wind, and they'll just wander over to another moist area and start the process all over again. and, And then, depending if you're on conventional or slab, if you're on conventional... Um, there there may be termites coming up where places you can't see. Yeah, where well, you yeah. can't see them. Uh, if you're on slab, the penetrations we make for our drains, mm-hmm. they even though we fill them with tar, mm-hmm. they are conducive to a termite. So if they're coming up through there, there's no way you're going to see them. Right. So <laughs> so yes, you 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 need you need your exterminator. Let them do their job. Then. It takes a long time for a termite to do significant a damage. lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. So, with those two things being being known, let's get rid of the the source, which is a termite. Uh-huh. Then let's evaluate the issue, and then let's fix it. So, would it would it cost me less right now if I caught it early here? Yes. Of course. Okay. Good. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 So you and at you least have look, that. Yeah, yeah. And. and what I'm hearing you say, Liz, is that they're coming up in a specific area. So there may be a water problem right there. Because if the ground oh, is staying is, moist. Let, let, let me tell you, this this is in my fish room. And it was built onto my house a few years after I had the house built. And the contractor said, do you want a drain in the floor? And I said, no. And that was a stupid mistake. Because I change water in in some of these tanks every single day. And it it happens that I leave the the faucet on and there's something, you know, a a hose falls out of somewhere and and I I have a flood. And so that is going to happen. And there really is no way to solve that except for me keeping an eye around the foundation to see that nobody's coming in. Well, again, let's go ahead and cure the problem. Let's get a let's get an exterminator and cure that problem. Yeah, you can do a there's and I, it's been such a long time. I had my license twenty years ago through Mississippi State. But there are several ways to, to and and maybe some of our pest control people can call in. But there's several things you can do. You could put in a bait system, a Centricon bait system. And then that way, in the treating, what happens there is that the termites are they they are attracted by the bait and it kills them. So then you're not having to always look for that. And I believe those baiting systems back in the day were good for uh, five or six years. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. and then you just reset the bait. You know, once you get that contract or a bond, right. that's what they call on it so for i would probably look at something like that i would have the exterminator come out you know they're there right yeah and and if you do know that they're there uh, obviously the pros are telling us here you don't play with termites so well you don't want to leave them for a long period of time they'll throw a party in your wall and before you know it you've got big time problems (laughs) there you go that's right we're going to go to rick in olive branch he's got a request for pam what's going on rick well, uh, today is uh, an important moment in history. Uh, 64 years ago today, um, I was born. 
Oh, oh happy awesome. birthday, Rick. <laughs> well, hang, hang on, Pam. I ain't got to the request yet. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm the one that always calls in and complains about how sexy her voice is and everything. So, so you're going to get me in trouble again. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I, wanted, I, I wanted Pam to sing happy birthday to me like Marilyn Monroe did. Oh, man. <laughs> Pam, yeah. you, you have a fan in Olive Branch. Wow. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything remotely similar <laughs> to <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> but happy birthday, Rick. 64. That's awesome. Uh, you know what? Cut tape promo. That was it right there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rick. Appreciate it. Let's keep on going. Alan is on the line in Pearl. And, uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Just the way that this was put on, on our little reader here, it says, one person shower, custom pan. To stop leak. And I'm thinking, first thing I read, read was one person shower. I thought, well. Aren't they all? <laughs> or could be. I, I don't know. Alan, you with us? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's um, when I say a one person shower, this is one of those showers that were built in the late 70s. And, and, and trust me. Oh, oh yeah. It's itsy bitsy. Like 24 inches across. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some of them yeah. made in Europe. Man, those things were tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my question is, um, obviously, it wasn't built right. There was no pan, nothing. And this is sitting on a slab. Um, it wasn't put in right. That's obviously because they're, they're having trouble with the leaking out into the walls, out into the closet. But Ooh. I know Builder's Marble used to be here years ago, and you could go over there, and they would custom make you a pan to go in there. And I know that's when you're starting from scratch. They Uh could do that, and you could build around that. But does anybody make a fiberglass custom pan to fit that? Rick, I I don't think so. I know our plumbing supply... Uh, vendors have pans, of course, but I don't know of anyone now that Builders is gone. Um, right. Builders, Mar- Builders Marble is gone. Uh, I don't know anybody doing it now. If it were me, you're 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 sitting on a slab. Um, yes, I, I would I would do the um, Sluter system on my walls, and I would do a mud bed on my floor. So uh, it's you know. That, right. I, I I think that's the only option you have right now. Now I think there is a company in Memphis that that will do some some custom shower pans, but um, I've, I haven't used You're them. You're really I've, looking at a complete I've, tear I've, out. I I've mean, heard about them. You can patch that thing yeah. all you want to, but water is sneaky. Well, you're you're right. building yeah. you're you're building a swimming pool inside your house. Is right. What you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So. And that's that's the problem. It's it's no matter what kind of call quality call, no way, uh-uh. it always winds up leaking again. And yeah, and it's, it's going to. They, yeah. yeah, and so, a lot of them. Um, you said this thing was built in the seventies. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Late late seventies, and it it, it it just it's awful. I don't even know why <laughs> somebody would build something like this in a master bedroom I, yeah. I don't know i've seen i don't know jeff if you've seen this before but in some of these older like late 60s early 70s some of the pans were metal really yeah and so what will happen is that if you've got water sitting against that metal under some tile and it starts to leak it's, it's just gonna rust. rust that's right uh-huh. 
And that's right. what's happening on some yeah. of these older ones. So you're really looking at, you know, a nice weekend, a couple of beers, bring, right. get some friends right. over there, scrape it all out, and just start over. You can, right. and, you know, you yeah. could look at some dimensions on a smaller one on one of these prefab fiberglass mm-hmm. and come in right. with something like that, depending on what your budget is. But I'm with Jeff. I'd probably go with some type of a um, Sluter system on the walls and the floor. Mm-hmm. And that's just a brand name for a really good system on a tile shower. Yeah. Is that like and, and the, over the tile and just see no, everything? No, sir. Uh-uh. Bust it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. going to have to take it out. That's right. And then as right. far as getting a fiberglass shower unit in there, the problem with that is it's not going to go through your doorways. Yeah. Well, he said it was tiny, no. so yeah. I don't know if you can get a little one, you know. But getting uh, that around, tough. Yeah, around the halls or, the, right. you know, trying. I don't know. Now, here's another suggestion, and I'm speaking on very little sleep in the last 24 hours. <laughs> right. But I don't know if, if a company like Bath Fitters, or somebody mm-hmm. could come in and do a custom on top of it so that you don't, don't have to tear it out. But right. I am speaking out of turn and, you know, with very little but, sleep. Well, and that that is what they do for a living for mm-hmm. bathtubs, I know. Mm-hmm. It might be worth a call, though. Yeah. It, it might be. Well, right. All right. The, the, the issue with that is bath fitter has molds from all of the manufacturers that manufacture oh. the tubs. Gotcha. That's their template. I got gotcha. you. All right. So once you get into right. a custom, you you got you know cha-ching. Right. Okay. All right. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, uh, Alan. We're gonna go to uh, Nick in um, in. Uh, well, Nick's got some insurance issue. Oh, Nick from Kibby called back. What's going on, Nick? Okay, I got two questions and make them quick because I know we're about to run out of time here. Uh, number one is. I, I used to work for the uh, as an administrator in a county that has a county building department, and they do the permits. You take, yes, you sir. take your plans in. Uh, they keep up with it. Uh, the uh, electrical company will not uh, put a permanent meter on your base until they have made the final inspections and turned it loose. All of this has to do with helping helping the homeowner including right. helping the tax assessor to, to know that you're building a house. But my question is, I know that there are counties, special rural counties in the state of Mississippi, that don't have uh, a building departments or building permit departments. And I just wonder what they do. And let me ask my other question. My other question is, I have, I have hired a contractor. I have done everything I need to do. I make sure that he's got certificates of insurance. I make sure that he has bonds and all of that. But let's say he gets halfway through with the project and you paid him half of the money and all of a sudden the building burns down or is destroyed. I feel like that you need to go out and get your homeowner's insurance before they get started where you are covered. The owner is covered. What do you think of that, Jeff? You you do this sort well, of work. For, first of all, if if the homeowner is funding it, it's the homeowner's responsibility to have insurance on it. If the contractor is funding it, it's the contractor's responsibility to insure that product until it is paid for by the homeowner. Interesting. So, so there already is a distinction. Exactly. So, and if it's an addition, I, I can't I can't get the I can't get the the mortgage on that for you. So it, it's a it's a homeowner issue. And then your first question, Nick, was 
per, uh, uh, building inspectors in oh. rural counties? Oh, uh, there's nothing because there's no uh, permitting uh, required in the uh, counties that don't require permitting. Okay, I, I can't think of just, I just <laughs> really can't think of anything more scary than that, to be honest with you. The fact that well, someone who write is. Write your congressman because we've been trying to change it for years. That's just, well, it's, it's all and, about funding. And they right. and they opt out. It, there's a there's a law, uh, and I'm going to mess this up, but there's a law approximately November of each year. All counties are required to permit. Mm-hmm. Okay? There's a law saying that if you opt out in November of every year, you don't have to permit. Ah. Uh, but there's, okay. a lot of, there's, there's some rural counties that the Board of Supervisors have not approved uh, uh, a permit uh, or a county building permit office. Right. Well, it's 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 (laughs) I'll use Starkville, for instance. You can go in the county and Starkville, build anything you want to build. No permitting whatsoever. Well, they need they need to improve that. And 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 I'm not blaming that county. I'm blaming, you know, we need to do something about this. And I I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. We've been we've been fighting this for (laughs) years. Yeah, so. I mean it's and it's a big deal, and that's where maybe a third party inspector right. would maybe give you a solution on something like that. But right. the our hands are tied as inspectors. If we don't have a contractor's license, we can't do it. We could lose our license, and so you just have very few inspectors that have the contractor's license to do new construction. So. You know, you're having to pay for an inspector to come from a metro area who right. has the license to do that. Right. But inspectors that are in rural areas, they don't want to go to that extra expense to get all that, all those credentials. But then if they inspect and they miss something and get reported, the state will yank their license. Yikes. So it's a it's a real hairy, complicated. Right problem that I, for one, have been frustrated about for a long, long time because we get those phone calls all the time. We're known statewide. And so if I get, there's a community south of Meridian, and we've done several inspections over there. Mm -hmm. But folks, we have to charge for our time to get over there. It's two and a half hours for us to get there. Right. So we're worth the home. It's worth the homeowner's money to do it. Especially if there's no permitting. Well, but you're looking at if they could use an inspector who's in their area, they could pay three fifty. They're going to have to pay me three times that just to get over there, and and so that's kind of what my bone to pick is. Uh, You know, gotcha. See what I'm saying? If they could just use the inspector in their area, it wouldn't cost them nearly what it's going to cost them to get a credentialed inspector over there. All right, Nick, thank you very much for your call. We've got a couple more to hit before we uh, end the show here. Thank you very much for calling. Let's go to Craig real quick. He's got a comment on that custom pan we were talking about in that in that bathroom. What's going on, Craig? Uh, yeah, if you're looking for a custom fiberglass, go to a boatyard. Uh, there's a lot of guys around that'll do that. And for small RV pans, uh, for a small shower pan, you might try an RV supply. Ah, that's a good idea. That's an awesome idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. And uh, what was the first suggestion outside of the RV supply? A boat boat yard? uh, Yeah, a boat yard for a custom fiberglass. I mean, them them guys make everything. I mean, they make the shower stalls in the boats. I mean, and half of that's custom. But you you can make a plaster cast and put gel coat and fiberglass on it 
But even that has to be sealed somehow because you get uh, water blisters on on the bottoms of boats, and it's a big issue. Wow, that's that that's fantastic! It never occurred to me that no. you could get an artisan like that to do that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So, well, thank you very much, Craig. I appreciate the uh, the uh, the suggestions. We needed some extras this morning. Crazy morning. Uh, Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Jermaine Flood. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, our guest Jennifer, uh, Stephanie Lee from the MSBOC. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.